Why does it seem that every time we seem to take one step forward, we take two steps back? Why does it seem that every time things are starting to settle down and get better, things tend to get crazier? And this last year has felt like that constantly, hasn't it? That just as we think we're starting to move in one direction with regards to the coronavirus, things change. And just by mentioning the fact that there is a pandemic going on in the coronavirus, people are going to respond in divergent ways. Some people are going to respond one way, some people are going to respond another. And we're having difficult conversations and and facing difficult realities in our country about justice, about race, about equality. And just as we're starting to have those conversations, another incident flares up. And we're faced again with our brokenness and our need in our hearts and minds and lives to change. And just by bringing this up, people are going to respond in different ways. And then in pretty much our very own backyard, a shooting happens, an indiscriminate and heinous crime. Reading stories about the news reports about what happened in Indianapolis at the FedEx facility a couple days ago, I don't know if I've ever read anything that was as pure evil as walking into a space and indiscriminately shooting it up right in our backyard, the nearest airport. It seems like no matter what we do this last year, and perhaps even more, we keep falling down. We keep getting beaten up. We keep getting more and more divided with each other because that's perhaps the most difficult part of all of this is that no matter what happens, within maybe a breath or the blink of an eye, we go to our camps, we go to our echo chambers, we go to our news station of choice, and we hear what we want to hear, and we blame who we already know was responsible. And into this mess, last weekend Jesus said twice to us, peace be with you. And this weekend Jesus comes again into our lives and says, peace be with you be with you. When I was a middle school teacher, I would tell my students, if I repeat something three times, write it down and memorize it because it's going to be on a quiz or on a test. And Jesus comes to us last week and this week three times and says, peace be with you. And Jesus speaks into our hearts. He speaks into the depths of the division and the problems that the apostles were facing, the guilt that they faced. In Luke's gospel, this is the day of the resurrection after all. They have just heard from those who were on the way to Emmaus of the resurrection of Jesus. They are confused. They are hurting. They're not sure. Jesus comes to them in that moment and says, peace be with you. And as Father Justice likes to say, when In the Jewish culture, when someone says shalom or peace to you at this time, it means everything between us is even. If there was a debt between us, it is paid off. So when Jesus comes to those who have abandoned him, to those who are lost, he says, peace be with you. And the implication to the apostles as it is to us is that the peace that Jesus offers is not because of what we've done, but because of what he has done and is doing for us. That he has made right the debt that we could not pay. He has brought to himself the division that could not be brought together and unified. He brings and he alone brings peace and not a fleeting peace. Not an earthly peace, but a peace that lasts forever. The peace that our hearts desperately seek every moment of our lives. 
Jesus offers to us peace. And not only does he offer us peace, he also gives us a path forward. He's not just saying, just sit back and be quiet. I'll give you the peace. But he's showing us the way. Not only to move forward, but to also be formed in our hearts and in our minds. To know what he truly has done for us so that we can share it with that much more joy in the world. Jesus comes to the apostles and just as he did on the road to Emmaus in the breaking of the bread, he breaks open the scriptures. He does that for them. He is saying to the apostles as he says to us today, I have told you what will happen and fulfilled it. I have given you a path forward. And then he says to the apostles, and again, when he speaks to the apostles and he speaks in scriptures, he speaks in eternity, he speaks to us. You are witnesses of these things. Though we may not have seen the risen Lord walk into our lives, we know that he is alive. We have seen and we have experienced with our own eyes and our own hearts the peace that Jesus brings. We have seen with our own eyes Bread and wine become the body and blood of Jesus Christ. We have heard with our own ears the words of absolution the Lord offers to us. This peace that the Lord offers is not something that is once in a while. It is eternal. It is offered to us fully and totally. In fact, it is offered to us at His cost and freely to us. But this path is also paved for us And it's a challenge to us as well to know that peace and to bring it to the world. And we see the great witness of the Apostle Peter in the first reading as to how we can bring about that peace in our own lives and in our broken world. Peter is preaching in Jerusalem, who just a few weeks earlier, a mob had cried out, we would prefer a murderer be freed and Jesus be put to death. Can you imagine any worse thing ever happening? The perfect Son of God. We would prefer Him to be put to death than this murderer, than this zealot who has done heinous crimes. And Peter acknowledges that this has happened. But he says to the people, he assumes the best in them. Instead of saying, you hateful people, you people who think and acted differently than I am, he recognizes his own denial of the Lord. He recognizes his own brokenness. He assumes the best in them. You and your leaders acted out of ignorance, he says. Instead of condemning, he desires to build relationship, to build friendships, to invite these people into the new life and to the eternal peace that Christ offers. But he doesn't just leave it there. He gives them, as Christ gave him, a way forward. Repent, the Greek word here, metanoiate, have your mind transformed and convert. This is a physical turn. Turn with, turn toward, turn again. In the same way he speaks to us who are hurting and broken. The things that you have done, the division that you have sown, the brokenness that you have experienced in your life, you haven't done that fully and with great malice. You've maybe done it with some ignorance. You're not as terrible as you think you are. You're a beloved son, a beloved daughter of the God Most High. But you too, just like me, are called to repent and convert. To change your heart, your mind, your life. To turn again to God. 
to live in the freedom of being his son or daughter. What a blessed day. What a blessed invitation. Just, into, just like he came to the apostles in their difficulty, he comes to us and says, Peace be with you. But as St. John reminds us, that peace also comes with integrity. We have to strive to root out sin in our life. That's part of repentance and conversion. To recognize the area where I have done and said things that are hurtful. That have said things and done things that are perhaps racist or divisive or wicked or evil. I have to recognize that and come to grips and accept that about myself. But give that to the Lord to be changed. And to know that those men who denied him on Good Friday are the ones upon whom he built his church on Easter Sunday and Pentecost. This is the peace the Lord offers to us. Not that you and I are perfect, but that we can become one with God and become more and more like him. The peace we have is to know that our journey is not ending. Our journey is not written in you know, the stone, but our journey is written on the hand and in the heart of the blessed God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Yes, we live in difficult times. There's no doubt about that. It's not quite clear what our path is forward in terms of what we're supposed to do in the world, how we're supposed to respond to these difficulties. But it is clear in one way. If we want peace, in our hearts, in our friendships, in our lives, and in our world, we must go to the only one who offers eternal peace and turn our hearts, minds, and lives directly toward him again and again and again so that no matter what we do, no matter where we are, no matter the burdens and challenges in front of us, we can know peace and we can be at peace with the one who offers peace and came to bring peace.